The Word of God is the foundation of all that is true. When Noah Webster, in his 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language, defined truth, he used as his primary example John 17:17, 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. God's word is not printer's ink and paper. God's word is a person. John 1, 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. An official name for Jesus Christ is recorded in Revelation 19.13, and his name is called the Word of God. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Jesus speaks to Thomas in John 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Are you ready to embrace the living truth? Will today be the day that truth sets you free? John eight thirty two, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Will today be the day all your sin and shame is erased and forgotten? Will today be the day your new name is written down and recorded in the Lamb's book of life? Truth will set you free. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. God said, Psalms, chapter 2, 1 through 3. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. God said, Genesis 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man said, there is no spiritual dimension, no eternal soul. You are a lump of physical matter, and when you die, that's all there is. There are no devils or angels or eternal life in Christ or eternal damnation in the lake of fire. None. Now the record. Every physical thing and spiritual thing has been created by God. God is a spirit, invisible, unless he chooses to be seen. God created by Christ Jesus all that you see out of that which is invisible, including your body, the electronic device from which you are accessing this feature, or the printed page you are reading. Could such a thing be? The scientific community has some understanding of this absolute truth. Bruce Lipton, Ph.D., a stem cell biologist who taught at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine, performed pioneering studies at Stanford University, and authored and co-authored numerous books, made some telling statements in his book, The Biology of Belief. We've lifted the following excerpts for your perusal. Excerpt number one. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substances, matter, appear out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands. Yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. 
Excerpt number two. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe is immaterial, mental, and spiritual. Live and enjoy. We are made to interact with the spiritual realm. There is a spiritual place in your person that must be filled. God breathed the breath of life, the spirit of life, into a clay human form, and man became a living soul. When Grandmother Eve, in an act of unbelief and disobedience, rejected God's word, which is spirit and life, and embraced Satan's words, which are death and eternal damnation, a terrible spiritual transition took place. At this place, the law of sin and death began to reign in our mortal bodies. The only way to escape this miserable race to the bottom and Satan's legal hold on you is the place Jesus Christ calls born again, where the spiritual death of your carnal person takes place and a new life in Christ Jesus begins. How beautiful. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Every man is possessed of a spirit. It is the carnal spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of unbelief and rebellion against the word of God, or it is the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of faith and obedience to the word of God. This is the perfect 180 principle. An antichrist spirit comes in many gradations, but all the positions possess a common denominator, the rejection of God's word. Remember, God's word is a person. The concept of the spirit of the antichrist is laid out in 1 John chapter 2, 22 and 23, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also, 1 John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. God said, man said, has no political party affiliation. But because we are born again students of the holy book, we are conservatives. Conservatism is basically rooted in the Bible. Excerpts follow from the God said, man said feature split down the middle in choosing sides. There are only two camps. The difference is light versus darkness, obedience versus disobedience, Christ versus Antichrist. Just two camps. America today is becoming ever so much more polarized with the two political camps directly opposed to one another. Did you ever hear the old jaded cliche, I don't want to talk about politics or religion? The reason these two are clumped together is because they are one and the same. Almost every political position has a religious root. The conservatives of America are typically Bible-believing Christians. Many have not considered this, but conservative views are basically biblical directives. Conservatives believe in self-determination, pro-life, capital punishment, a Christian confession, pro-marriage, and so on, because God believes in these things. 
Conservatives are against Karl Marx's communism, much of the welfare state, homosexuality, gay marriage, adoption rights to homosexuals, pornography, atheism, drunkenness, dope, and more, because God is against these things. The liberal platform, on the other hand, has taken up a position 180 degrees out from the biblically-based conservative position. Thus, the political terms the right for the righteous, for the conservatives, and the left for the liberals. Two camps. To demonstrate another infallible proof that God is and that he has authored the scriptures, which clearly depict the two camps, let's see what would happen if carnal men actually had their way. Suppose that the U.S. polarization became so trenchant that the nation agreed to split down the middle, one side for the right and one side for the left. Such an idea sounds bizarre, but two historic happenings took place in America that could have had that kind of outcome. Those two events were the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. The demographic profile of the new population of the new right-wing America would be comprised something like this. All followers of Jesus Christ and the Bible. Industrialist, looking for a stable workforce who could pass drug and alcohol tests and business-friendly mindsets. An entire network of support businesses to uphold the new industrial base. Those who want less government involvement in their lives. Anti-abortion people. Patriots who pledge allegiance to the flag. Those against drugs. Those who favor capital punishment. Those concerned with increasing military defense. Those against homosexuality. Those against pedophiles and bestiality. Those against pornography. Those against gay marriage and adoption of children by homosexuals. Those who would put God and the Bible back into schools and other public forums, etc. The demographic profile of the new left-wing America would be comprised something like this. All anti-God people and most evolutionists. Those who don't want to pledge allegiance to the flag, but rather burn it. The liberal-minded media, communists and socialists, the ACLU, all liberal-minded college professors, those who want big government, homosexuals, abortion rights advocates, those interested in reduced defense spending, the lazy with a sense of entitlement, those taking advantage of the welfare state, minorities who have been made to feel disenfranchised, anti-capitalist, the now crowd, PETA, the vast majority of Hollywood, pornographers and those who love pornography, pedophiles, dope addicts and peddlers, those who want same-sex marriage and adoption of children by homosexuals, those against capital punishment, witches, Satanists, all members of the occult, those who want to legalize drugs, those who want the age of sex consent dropped to include children, those who want more vacation days, sick days, personal days, and a four-day work week, prostitutes, Muslims, those who hate America, all thieves, all rapists, all murderers, whiners, and complainers. Which side of America do you think would prosper? Which group has the best tools to succeed? The right-wing, Bible-based conservative group would be yielding positive and abundant fruit. Satan's anti-God left wing would follow his M.O. and self-destruct. The new right-wing America would have to build a tall border wall, not to keep the, their people in, but to keep left-wing America from sneaking over to steal the tomatoes. Without the right wing to support them, the left would soon be reduced to a third world country. There are only two camps. Choose Jesus Christ, the new and living way. End of quotes.
The camp of the spirit of the Antichrist is not a haphazard result of mindless time. They are organized and energized. Consider, Psalms 2.2 reads, The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, The political leaders, academic leaders, and social leaders have set themselves. They have organized themselves against the Lord and his truth. This idea may seem exaggerated, but the examples that follow certify it. God commands all to study, honor, and obey his words. In America and worldwide, man has organized meticulously against God's directive. Organizations like the ACLU, various educational, political, and atheistic groups have relentlessly attacked. As a result, the reading of the Bible and prayer are no longer welcome in public schools or government buildings. The promotion of the bogus claim of separation of church and state has been foundational to this anti-God onslaught. This nation was founded on Jesus Christ and the words of God. Now Jesus is banned because the kings and rulers have said, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Satan has mustered carnal organizations to defy this written truth. Organizations such as uh, the National Center for Science Education, various heads of academia, various heads of the publishing and entertainment industries, and various heads of the evolution mantra reject the word of God as simply the old and incorrect rantings of mere men. They say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. As a result of their efforts, scientific creationism, creationism excuse me, is not permitted to be taught in America's classrooms, but the ungodly theory of Darwin's evolution is lifted on high. The kings and the rulers took counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Gay activist groups complete with political, religious, academic, and PR wings have joined together to obscure and cast off the knowledge of God's abhorrence of homosexuality. The progressive fruit of their labors began with the public awareness of homosexuality, then public acceptance, followed by public promotion of it, and finally to the discrediting of their opposition. Today, the promotion of homosexuality has progressed to homosexuals adopting children, homosexuals recognized in legally binding marriages, homosexuals enjoying all the benefits granted by government and society that the God-ordained marriage union receives. Be sure, this is not the end of this evil. In the future, expect the homosexual agenda to become more aggressive against God and his people. Expect them to increase in strength via the judicial system, the Democratic Party, and the entertainment industry. You can expect the weakening of all laws against homosexuality and the laws governing perversions of all colors. The rebellious say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Consider the global abortion rights activists with their organization of doctors, lawyers, judges, political leaders, educational leaders, clinics, PR specialists, and other media cohorts that chant in unison, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. The fruit of their labor would include the murder of hundreds of millions of innocents worldwide and estimated 50 plus million and growing in the U.S., the fruit of their labor would include moral, psychological, and physical damage to would-be mothers. Just one example is that women who have had an abortion are 30% more likely to contract breast cancer. 
Now consider all the great inventors who have had no opportunity to invent, and all the great researchers destroyed in or out of their mother's wombs who have never had the opportunity to perform. Now consider the huge problem America's Social Security system is encountering because of the colossal lack of available young workers needed to fund the retirement of its seniors. Immigration is also problematic to America and other nations because missing are enough young uh, entry-level workers to fill job slots because they're dead. They were aborted. They never had the opportunity to perform, and the fruits of abortion are vastly larger than what has been mentioned here. God said thousands of years ago that the world's carnal leaders would take counsel together in an attempt to discredit the truth. Their desire would be to be free of God's moral dictums. This is Antichrist. The fruit of their rebellion would be failure and death. In just a few moments of time, the rebellious will meet eternity, an eternity of terrible dimension. End of quotes. There are only two camps, and both are possessed by spirits. One is the conservative spirit of Jesus Christ. The other is the Antichrist spirit of the left. Matthew twenty-five thirty-one through 41. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. The divisions are becoming so apparent. Choices are being made, Christ or Antichrist. God said, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. God said, Psalms 2, 1 through 3, why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. God said, Genesis 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man said, there is no spiritual dimension, no eternal soul. You are a lump of physical matter, and when you die, that's all there is. There are no devils or angels or eternal life in Christ or eternal damnation in a lake of fire, none. Now you have the record.